If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome, friends. It's Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox show, episode 373. That would be a palindrome. Lots to talk about this week. Uh, Busy week. The Game Awards coming up may have already happened, depending on when you see or listen to this. So we'll make some quick Game Awards predictions, and then you can all laugh about how wrong we are. (laughs) Plus, uh, Rocksteady. We've been wondering what the heck they've been up to for quite literally years now. We have a little bit of an update on that. Uh, plus, Bioware teasing Dragon Age 4. We may see that very, very soon in some small capacity. We'll talk about that. Also, the Gears of War movie has got itself a new writer, uh, which led us to want to cast the thing ourselves. Let's put us in charge. So, lots to cover all that and more. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by Brandon Tyrell. Howdy. Uh, Miranda Sanchez, who's Hello. wearing, just from looking at it, what appears to be the single most comfortable sweater it's in the history of time. Super fluffy. It's my favorite sweater. It's just like wearing a blanket all day <laughs> and being in bed. So that's why like, I a, like a snuggie. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, but more fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> and joining okay. us, not from the IGN Sydney, Australia office, but from here, yes, from the San Francisco office, Lucy O'Brien joining us full time. I love that you're here. I love that I'm here too. Welcome. It's amazing. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. You're like f- living here now. You're yeah. here. It's yeah. done. You're part of the San Francisco team now. We've stolen you away. Yeah. I still feel like I'm just visiting. <laughs> like it hasn't, it hasn't sunk in properly yet that I'm actually like based here. I'm like, oh, next week I'll be going home. Yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll be it. And yeah. we'll have to say goodbye again. Yeah. <laughs> but no, not this time. We're not keeping you. Uh, so thrilled to have you and appreciate you jumping in on the show this week. Yeah, absolutely. Destin decided he needed to do some Destiny thing. Right. So it sounds like Destin. Like, yeah, it sounds Brandon, like Destin. Would you like to do the honors in his stead? Bam! Destin Legary. You can everyone. let us know if that <laughs> if that uh, lives up to the Destin standard. But. I can give you a couple, or we can just. Oh, you want a, a couple takes? Uh, we'll give you a pensive one, bam, and then just a real like, bam. I think oh. I think that last one was more Destin. You got that? I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. You had to build up to you, it. You right? captured. Yeah, you yeah. had to warm up. D- to I'll it. let Destin figure it out, and then he'll let me know. All right. A reminder that if you're watching this before Thursday evening, you can watch the Game Awards live here on IGN beginning at 5:30 p.m. Pacific. Thursday, December 6th is the the date on that. Uh, So let's real quick make a couple predictions. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching this after the Game Awards have happened, just laugh right along. Uh, That'll be be the trick. I hope we got some things right because I have have passion for this so you better oh, you've, get got off now. you've got genuine hope okay please all right yeah please, please below let it be below <laughs> mm-hmm. what if it's not it's december of 2018 <laughs> <laughs> they said this year <laughs> there are true. only so many days you're left. true you're so correct you're so correct on this. <laughs> i'm so worried guys i really am i i've wanted this game for so long i know a lot of people have too and i'm i keep uh, asking friends i'm like so you still excited for below they're like well, it was a few years ago. Beg, I'm just like, don't say that. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> I played yeah. it this year. They said this year. This is the time. A game that we have uh, been watching for literally five years. Yes. Yeah. This, it was t- 2013. It was at the same E3 that the Xbox One was unveiled Oh, my at. God. Oh, my God. Was, yeah. It's been so long. It's been a ride for Below. Ever since then. Sometimes I'll just be like, huh, I wonder how Below's doing. <laughs> so if it's, not, <laughs> if it's not Below, please send... <gasps> 
flowers and condolences to Miranda Sanchez, writer of IGN. A little heartbroken if it's if it's not there. Just. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll I'll go next. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go. I'm shooting for the moon on this one, uh, which no is not a Portal Three reference, but not far off. Nice, Le- <laughs> right? Nice. You like that? I, I do. Le- Left for Dead Crazy. Three. Why not? Okay, there have been references. To it in- <laughs> Why not just go half? Why not? Before you can answer, let me answer. <laughs> but you know, hey, Valve said they want to get back to making games. There have been references to it over the years in the source code. Uh, the source source code, and Jesus. if they were if they were ever going to bring back, I feel like it's the highest probability of coming back among their three major uh, single player franchises. Right. Well, single player slash you know, I guess not card game franchises. Sorry, Miranda. that's a new that's a new game. <laughs> Artifact it's is a new a game. Whole, a, they did get yeah. back to making games. Yeah, new IP. <laughs> But so, so <laughs> it's not the same, you know, no, that's right? the thing. It's yeah. a diversion from everything they made before. So it can't fall into those categories. So it's, it's never a fantastic game, though. Play. It's never going to happen. But I'm, I'm just saying it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Left for Dead 3 will shock the world. OK. And it totally won't. But I'm saying it, it will anyway, <laughs> because if it on the one point one percent chance it happens, I'll look like uh, Nostradamus. And yeah. Be great. Will. The prophet. Yeah. Yeah. Of the few games I could bring back for a three. That's a good prediction. <laughs> Lucy. Um, my, like, this is just very, like, pie in the sky. It, it won't happen. It's not as ridiculous as your prediction. Oh, oh, okay. I'll be the judge of that. Um, Nintendogs too. Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for that one. Um, no, for me, like, I know Bethesda will probably show some Rage 2 stuff. That's what yep. they're all about. They've had a really big year, so I doubt we'll see much from Bethesda at the Game Awards, but... Just in case, I'd really like to see a little Evil Within 3 tease. Oh. Just because, like, I mean, obviously, I, you know, next year will all be about, like, the showcase will all be about Starlink and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I believe Doom Eternal be the, next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be the right. big focus. And, you know, maybe just to add a little bit of uh, spice to what would otherwise just be a fairly, like, nothing, here's a release date for a Rage 2. Um, you know, just a little Evil Within 3 tease. We don't know what Tango's up to. When was, uh, when did, which fall, how, was it one year ago or two years ago? I don't measure in falls. <laughs> Sorry, uh, spring. <laughs> right? You just, it's the opposite season? It is, it's the opposite season. Yeah. Which, which, oct- how many Octobers ago? I think it was, <laughs> there you go. I don't measure I in falls. I think it was, God, that's a good question. Okay, I, I gotta look it, it up while you're talking now. Two. I got it, hold on. <laughs> Come to time when... I just look in this industry and everything just meshes together. Yeah. It does. It was too. You know, I had a really interesting years. experience reviewing. Oh, it was last. Yeah, it was one year ago. Oh, it was one year ago. Yeah. Okay. Really? I'm still gunning for it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a very interesting, just as an aside, I had a really interesting experience reviewing Evil Within 2 that has never happened to me before. Mm. And hopefully will never happen to me again, but it probably will. <laughs> um, when you're uh, reviewing games, uh, and sometimes you've got a really tight turnaround, and this was during the time when Bethesda was very strict on its embargo. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. It was like you, you basically had like 24 hours. Yeah, we're not sending out advanced copy. That's right. That's right. So I was reviewing the Evil Within 2, and I just I got stuck. And I, I believe yeah, in my yeah. heart of hearts that it was a glitch and that I discovered a glitch in the game and that was it. And I was just going to have to stop. And it, it, I, I honestly, it was like this one boss and all you had to do was just shoot him in the head repeatedly. Mm-hmm. That was that was the method. It can't be this simple. But I was like, no, <laughs> it can't be this simple. Just yeah. running around trying to find like ammo. It must be something more complicated. It wasn't. I just had to keep shooting him in the head and finding more ammo. But I spent 24 hours on that dude. Was I, it oh. was it the uh, the photograph boss that climbed on the walls with the camera on? Its no, head? it was like it was just like this dude who walked around really slowly. Oh, and he had like a flamethrower. Ah, flamethrower dude. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times in my career that's happened to me. I felt it's, like such an idiot. It's happened because it, not not only the being on an island because the, the game's not out and there's no yeah. like IGN wiki to help you. Yeah. Uh, especially in the magazine days when oh, it was just like yeah. we had the game six to eight weeks in advance and it was just like, well, I guess maybe we could talk to the people over at the other magazines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hope that they've they've got a tip. But yeah, I've 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 also done the radically overthink the solution. 
a, a million times. I just I was sweating, <laughs> and I was like, someone else is going to have to review this. <laughs> I'm bad at video games. Suddenly, the existential dread sets in. Oh, it in. was yeah, it was just like I'm awful. a fake, I'm a phony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like contemplating mortal like mortality. It was it was that, a, it was a moment. That exact wanna, thing. And oh, sorry, go ahead. I say, did you not want to contact PR? I did contact PR in the end, and I, they were just like, God, keep I, shooting him in the head. Yeah, that's, that's like the final straw. It is. Like, I can't. It's so embarrassing. I hate sending that email. It's the I worst. Hate sending yeah. that email. There's a reviewer here that I don't, I don't want to say what game it was for or what it was, but I was working <laughs> on the wiki, and then the reviewer contacted me. He's like, hey, did you have this problem here where this door wouldn't open? He's just like, no. Like, you just walk up to it, and it's fine. He's like, I can't get it. And we split. Like, he had a, like, Skype me at the time, and then we just kind of tried to figure things i was like no go over there go left yep nope <laughs> and then so i couldn't figure it out from like just my phone and so then he had to contact pr and it was like the dumbest thing to the left oh just to the right no to the left there you go it just Let, these things righty, happen. Lefty, <laughs> these, it's just like that immense game stress of you're sitting here trying to get through this game and evaluate it as well as you can and then sometimes little things like that happen yeah it's just like you're just not close enough or Something that doesn't probably. Or you're too close. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, just, it's, the, it's the worst. You can appreciate this because you're as passionate about it as I am. But that exact situation happened with me with Bloodborne. Oh. Like, as I'm trying to review that game, no. uh, Bloodborne is such a weird, cryptic. I and mean, all, of, all of From's games like that are, all the Soulsborne series are. But, like, I got to Vicar Amelia uh, reviewing it on, like, day two or something. And I fought that i fought vicar amelia for 24 hours straight oh i would have been i actually think i would have been crying it was so awful the wor the worst part about those from games is like it's so cryptic but you can't google anything because yeah. no one has the game yet i think yet. i've cried once while writing a wiki i got stuck on a boss fight and i was so frustrated because <laughs> i think it was i don't think it was halo it was something where i was playing on like the hardest level to get tips or something yeah. and i just couldn't do it and i was so angry and then I cried. <laughs> and then I put it down for 20 minutes. It came back and I beat it. Yeah, that's yeah. Right usually after. the cure is just walk away from it for a bit. And then you come back and get it like right but away. But also cry. <laughs> that and, might be in the mix as well. And that's well. how that's how it works for me. Jobs. I was overthinking it. And I was like, oh, so I'll just run straight at her and hit her in the back legs. Okay, cool. Anyways. <laughs> and we did it. Anyway, so Game Awards predictions. <laughs> yeah. Massive detour. Uh, yeah. Enjoy. Give us one. Apologize to whoever puts the timestamps in the YouTube <laughs> comment. Um, uh, mine's mine's going to be boring. I'm going to be pretty practical. I think we're going to see a tease of uh, Crystal D's Avengers game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Could yeah. see that. You got the Russo you brothers the presenting there. something. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be tied to that project at all, but um, I imagine uh, whatever the, it is they're there to do, uh, I imagine them saying, oh, yeah. And this other thing. Right. Yeah, there's not a whole with. lot of other reasons I'd see them being there yeah. other than that. Like, why else would you have them? But that, like, that's a question I've sort of been asking myself after Jeff's been uh, announcing these presenters because so many of them are Hollywood-based. Like, they're Hollywood yeah. actor types, like uh, directors and, and, and such. You know, is there a rationale behind that um, beyond... Hey, we've got these famous people. I, Tune in. So I genuinely think yes. I think that, um, I mean, the video game industry makes more than movies and music combined mm -hmm. yearly, right? So it's been weird to say that, like, video games are becoming more mainstream because commercially they're more successful than other entertainment out there. But for lack of a better phrase, video games are becoming more mainstream. You have more Hollywood talent being injected into them, as you saw with, like, Call of Duty every year has a, an A-list actor. Um, so I, I could definitely see them pulling uh, Hollywood talent in to be sort of to validate almost mm. the, the award show. Just, you just you'd want to get viewers. And yeah, that's, well, that, yeah, that, that's well. what I'm saying. It's like, well, uh, you know, it's a slightly cynical viewpoint fr sure. from my perspective. Like I would love it if the Russo brothers were there for any other reason yeah. than cred. So then you mean just then because cred, they like oh, cred. Cred. Yeah. Yeah. they yeah. love yeah. video games and just wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's, a, that's, that's another very like – Lovely spin on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that point, why not bring Josh Brolin in and have him do the Thanos voice and be like, I'm looking forward to fighting the Avengers again <laughs> in Crystal Dynamics' new Avengers Infinity Forever, you know? Yeah, I would, that would be amazing. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, you know, Jeff Keighley, if, you're, if you need another executive producer, hey, my guy Brandon here is you. available. <laughs> Dial him up. 
Uh, right. I will not wait for that call. Game Awards, <laughs> 5.30 p.m., streaming right here on iGen, our YouTube, our Twitch, just any of the IGN places you can watch it uh, right along with us. Oh, tangential, uh, Joseph Ferris says the F word again, so I'm just going to call that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. I think that's a oh, pretty that's like, be... solid prediction there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's going to yeah. be a skit that's gonna be pushed in they're gonna give him his own segment yeah like, you have to i think i think it needs to be a skit because otherwise he's like what is he gonna do like off the cuff ex- like eccentric behavior like it, you, won't, yeah. it won't read the same he's like all yeah. right time to get into character yeah <laughs> organic or yeah he's uh, a great guy watch the ign unfiltered with joseph ferris where i made him watch that very segment back. <laughs> it was really good really i good, forgot yeah. you did that that's yeah really it was great. uh one of the one of the i think one of the more fun unfiltered that i've had the pleasure of doing <laughs> Your family is visiting for the holidays and you know everyone is going to try to get their hands on your Xbox One. Picture it, every single family member is smashing, mashing, and drooling on your controllers. It's just not okay. The only drool that should touch your controllers is your own. There must be a way to avoid it, right? Wrong. No, actually, that's right. There is a solution. Get them all their own controllers. Get your brother the player unknown's battleground controller to battle his way to the final circle. Pick up the Armed Forces 2 controller to appease your dad's camo affections. Get your niece a great blue controller to match her brand new, too cool to hug you personality. That's how you'll make everyone feel special. And that's how you let everyone win. But most importantly, that's how you let yourself win. Here's what you do. Whether you're adding to your own collection or trying to protect it, find the perfect gifts for the gamers in your life at microsoftstore.com. And don't forget to check out all the latest and greatest controller designs. All right, news-wise, so a lot of speculation. Okay, well, who's going to be at the Game Awards? What announcements will be made? One of them, one of the, the big rumors that got hot and heavy was, hey, Rocksteady... It's been three years, actually about three and a half since Batman Arkham Knight shipped. Not since it was announced, since it shipped. That means Rocksteady's got something cooking. What is it? We didn't see it at E3. And everybody thought, well, Game Awards might be the time. After all, uh, Batman Arkham City, the original, the the sequel, Mm -hmm. uh, was announced at the Game Awards. So, uh, is that it? Well, no. Sefton Hill, the co-founder and the game director at... Uh, Rocksteady taking to Twitter to say, looking forward to the Game Awards this year. We're still hard at work in our development bunker, so don't expect an announcement from Rocksteady. When it's ready to show, you'll be the first to know. Spoiler, it's not Superman. Woo! I don't like Superman, so he's kind of <laughs> yeah, F Superman. Oh, he's just kind of boring. Yeah, well, but fun to play. No one has it made a good, true. a great video game with that where you primarily play as Superman. I said it's maybe not they been could done. have they could have convinced me on Superman, but, but it has no, it's not. <laughs> I'm hoping Batman Beyond give me a futuristic. Batman. I mean, I'm so with you on that. I know Greg Miller is with you on yeah. that as well. That would be cool. It, it would be a brilliant fit for a video game and for Rocksteady's talents. I mean, I, I am. I'll, I'll pre-order 37 copies yeah. of Batman Beyond made by <laughs> I'd Rocksteady. I'd cry if they announced that. Especially <laughs> if they get Kevin Conroy back to voice old Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't recall the... It was, it was, uh, he was from... Um, the, the voice actor who, who played Terry was from Boy Meets World, right? Wasn't it? What else he had done? Oh, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name. You're talking yeah, about the animated, the animated the show. Series, yeah. 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 The comics are really great too. I had a lot of fun with those. Return of the so, Joker is so one much. of the best. That's like that was like the the original amazing DC animated movie, and now we just get amazing DC animated movies all the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then okay, what what is Rocksteady doing? If it's not Superman, what do you guys think it is? Hanging out with Bebop. What? Ninja Turtles reference? No. Okay. Uh, well, I'm more of a Rocksteady guy. Okay. I get it now. That took me like a good, <laughs> yeah. like... Never mind. Continue. All right. <laughs> well uh, done, Let's Brandon. just edit that out. Let's edit it out. Um, no, I love take it. Take two, no, and... No, okay. we're keeping that. Use we're take keeping two. That. Use take two. <laughs> I reckon, you know, what would be so cheeky uh, if it was a Justice League game. And then the, and then he's like, it's not this, it's not a Superman game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, it's not. That's actually my exact line of thinking as well. It's yeah. not a Superman game. It's a Justice League. Well, that's game. the rumor was that it was World's Finest, which is Batman and Superman uh-huh. with a dash of Robin thrown in. Mm. And so, yeah, that I had that same thought as well. It's like, well, maybe he's just sort of sidestepping it. Yeah, it's it's still World's Finest. Yeah, I mean, I would I would be totally down with that because I do want to play as Superman. I know he's. <laughs> I know he's boring. <laughs> I know he's everyone's most boring. Like no one, like no one's most boring hero. No one. Very few people in the world are like yeah, Superman's my favorite superhero. Uh, I think a lot of people are. I'd, I think there are a lot of people who really like him. I forget that I'm an American now. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Huh? There's just so many more interesting superheroes to feature. But yeah, maybe they could yeah. give him a better character. I mean, it's not that there's not a lot there that exists. It's just all the recent things we've had, in particular, haven't been great for Superman. Yeah. And so that makes him even more or less interesting. It's just... I'd also be really keen for a Wonder Woman uh, game in the in the vein oh, of yeah. God of War. Yeah. Oh man, that'd yeah. be good. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like like you were saying, I, I mean, Superman is not the most interesting hero out there. I think, but he's also he's one of the most bankable. So mm-hmm. um, I think you know, yeah. Superman sixty four says, "What's up, Brandon Tyro? Oh, hey, guess who QA'd that? <laughs> oh, wow. uh, uh, I think uh, superheroes being, or uh, I'm sorry, game development being what it is, like you need that bankable hero. So I think Wonder Woman is the next most likely yeah. coming off her like just blockbuster movie. But with Aquaman coming out uh, re- soon, and and um, you know the Justice League is not too far behind us. I think a Justice League movie or a Justice League game could probably be in the cards. I was thinking either that or. Um, Considering WB Studios work on licenses, uh, by and large, I was thinking maybe Mad Max, but Avalanche is working on Just Cause, so uh, and Rage Two. So my other my other guess was a full fledged, honest to goodness Harry Potter game. Mm. Oh yeah, well, that was a thing. There's the rumor that that's in development at the other Avalanche, yeah. the mm. one <laughs> the one that made Disney Infinity. Okay, mm. yeah. If you remember that leak from IGN.com. It's very interesting link. I've never heard of that. We'll, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Line of thinking being Rocksteady's a British game development studio. That's fair. Harry Pot- or the Harry Potter series takes place in some sort of right. facsimile right. of the Britain. The fable theory. Mm-hmm. Running the fable theory on it. Right, yes. <laughs> what kind of a game w- would that be? I would imagine uh, like full-fledged third-person action adventure more adventure based than action i would imagine but you learn your spells you attend class because yeah, it's kind of like the one that was leaked or all these leaks where can i find these leaks ign.com is a good place for those ign.com you make a good point though is Maybe. odds are that whatever rock studies project is it's not an original ip yeah, yeah. Uh, they are a wb wholly owned subsidiary they they bought them after uh, arkham asylum hit and hit big they, they purchased the studio smart and yeah that has clearly paid off for them so far but yeah the um uh, what's their faces in Seattle? Monolith, Monolith doesn't doesn't get to work on new IPs anymore the like they did back in the early days. They're on Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine that it will be a WB intellectual property. It's just a question of which one. So that that I, I could not possibly want that more as well. It's that would be they'd still be uh, not doing a. Batman game anymore. It's a Terry McGinnis game. Yeah, it's a different Batman. It's different. <laughs> different Batman. Yeah, you get a lot of... Uh, it's it's more of a video gamey universe too, right? Mm-hmm. Like with, you know, all this high tech and cool, you know... There's a lot of space faster and, to flush that out too and kind of take a lot of creative liberties with it because it yeah. isn't as established as Batman or Superman or any of the other heroes. Right. Cool. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, the, o- the only... In fact, yeah, the only studio... In the in the WB Games portfolio that I'm aware of, that's allowed to make original IP, is NetherRealm uh, oh, yeah. with Mortal Kombat, yeah. which of course they were making Mortal Kombat long before WB yeah. acquired them, and it is one of the biggest video game uh, franchises on the planet. So that's they're sort of grandfathered in on that one. Yeah, but you know they make Injustice, a DC property, uh, thus owned by WB. So. I don't know, man. If we're not seeing Rocksteady at this show, I guess we're back to E3 next year. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. Reset the hype, the hype calendar. We'll That's see. Probably good. They have plenty of space and time. Yes. Probably. All right. Uh, speaking of I hype, Bioware teasing Dragon Age Four. We we know it's been in development. They it's it's not a it's an open secret. But Casey Hudson, the studio head, saying, if you've been following these blogs, meaning the Bioware blogs, or myself and Mark Dara on Twitter, you know we're also working on some secret Dragon Age stuff. Dragon Age is an incredibly important franchise in our studio, and we're excited to continue its legacy. Look for more on this in the coming month, though I won't tell you where to look. Which would seemingly either indicate uh, the Game Awards or maybe the next cover of Game Informer as as a reveal that way. Because uh, it's either probably one of those two or us, and it's not us. 
<laughs> I would have. T- I would. I would be the first to tell you. But tune in us. anyway, just in case. Dude, remember that IGN.com place? Not for this. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we'll have coverage of it wherever it debuts. We know. But you'll know. Go to Google.com. But yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what do you guys want out of out of Dragon Age Four? I know it seems like a running theme. Then, what do you want out of this? But you know, we're getting all these teases. We know Dragon Age has been in the works for a while. Where does that series go from here? Well, uh, I think I, I am super excited, by the way. I love the Dragon Age series. The only game I don't like in that series is 2, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. I know a lot of people are either super high on it or super low on it, but I think what they did with Inquisition, though it had plenty of problems, uh, is the direction they're going to continue to go. Open world, lots of characters, your traditional sort of companion-driven uh, first-person story game. And I think specifically now after the reveal of Anthem being a multiplayer-focused online cooperative game, um, the lack of that sort of traditional storytelling um, RPG adventure that players you know, expect out of Bioware, I think Dragon Age, if not the game itself, but certainly this announcement is Bioware's chance or maybe their opportunity that they're expecting to be able to say, hey, don't worry about it. We still got what you come to Bioware for. Um, and I think even more than Mass Effect, Dragon Age is now positioned to be the uh, the sort of main series for that. Well, it kind of well, has to be. Yeah, yeah. especially after Andromeda. After Andromeda, so, yeah. The thing that always gets me is that Andromeda was not a bad game. No, like, it was it just was a, it was a bad Mass Effect game. It's like how St. Anger's a bad Metallica album. Mm. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon, you you just know you're, about you're, that? You are stone-faced straight ahead. <laughs> you, don't even know. You, you know my thoughts on St. Anger, and I won't share them here. Like, no, I'm completely on board. Like, I I agree. What we need, what what I would love right now, is just a, a, a classic RPG series that I know and love. Mm-hmm. It isn't trying anything totally you know, new. It's not right. reinventing the wheel. It's just continuing doing what it did so well in Inquisition. And for me, that's just like... More characters. Um, More dragons. More drama. Yes. I love that series for the drama. Like Inquisition was just ridiculous. It is so over the top. Yes. I'm in love with you, but I'm also a god. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Dragon Age has always been, remember the first, when the the first game came out, Origins, it had been in development for like six years. It was a long gestating project for them. And I feel like that series has always held on to one of its core principles which to me is like it's it's sort of the connective tissue back to bioware's early days yes. with baldur's gate like it is a lot of that same just very rich lore mm-hmm. a lot like as you guys are saying a lot of character driven stuff that as as the rest of the industry and even their other teams have gone a little more actiony with their with you know be, be it mass effect be it now uh, of course anthem and certainly the, the industry at large with their model. Not a lot of role playing games uh, are are this sort of old school, I guess, yeah. is a way to put it. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you on the principle of that, but I disagree on how it was sort of implemented. I agree that Dragon Age is the series. And sorry, we, we have B-roll on the screen. <laughs> just, and I'm just like, God, I, I got to go back it. and play this game. I want to go back game. and play it. Yeah, um, I still have it downloaded. I agree. By, uh, Dragon Age really does you know, continue to carry that torch of yeah. – uh, world building and characters and interactions and myriad possibilities of what you can get into and up to. Um, uh, but it's clear that, you know, there's some influence in there as far as trend wise or what sells dragon age one was very, very much, uh, sort of a close cousin to the old Bioware. You could play it regularly. You could play it in that top down sort of strategic mode. You could pause it. And then dragon age two came out. And I think the, uh, the much-touted PR line was, uh, for Dragon Age 2, we want one rule to be true. You press a button and something awesome happens. Well, they, they I mean, and I don't say this in a super negative way, but they did kind of consoleify it. They, the, the first one was designed as a PC game. Correct. It was yeah. ported to the 360, and it, it, you know, it didn't necessarily run super great, and it was clearly a PC game adapted to the right. gamepad. As, as evident by on PC, you could play it totally isometrically. Right. Whereas on consoles, it was that sort of over-the-shoulder third yeah. person. And then and two, and, two and three have been more designed with everything in yeah. mind rather than, than purely a mouse-keyboard PC scenario. Yeah. Two, two, I think, took it a tad too far where it was boiled down to the point where uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the same experience. And then three sort of righted that ship for me. Granted, uh, it certainly helped that the world was massive and you could do anything. Yeah. So you, um, you know, you had that sort of action adventure 
style that that's so popular these days in an open world. Um, but you also had, you know, just pages and pages and pages of dialogue and lore and the history of some weird dude that did something, but it's all written there and you can learn it, you know? And I, uh, I, I, I just want more of that. Just yeah. give me more of that. Yeah. And well, dragons. We'll, we'll see. So, uh, yep. Bioware is shipping Anthem in February of 2019. Uh, and and dra- the Dragon Age team has been at work for quite a while. I mean, Dragon Age uh, Inquisition was our 2014 game of the year, so they've been at work for four years. I wonder if it's possible Bioware might ship two games in 2019. Yeah. I was I was thinking the same thing as well. Um, Anthem gets them through that spring area, and then since it's a persistent game, you you carry over that engagement through the fall, and then maybe Dragon Age drops in the fall. I think there's a very, very strong possibility of that. All right, next up here, the Gears of War movie. It's still hanging around. It's a project that's been kicking around Hollywood for a while. Lucy's already chuckling, which tells me this segment's going to go well. Uh, from this, uh, the source here is The Wrap. F. Scott Frazier, who, uh, no, not F. Scott Fitzgerald, who previously wrote <laughs> Collide... Triple X, Return of Xander, uh, Return of Xander, Cage, my bad. Let me get that full title correct. How dare you. I don't want to disrespect the diesel. Uh, and other things. Has been brought on to write Universal Pictures' Gears of War adaptation. Uh, this news comes after last year's report that the film would be written by Avatar 2 screenwriter hmm. Shane Salerno, who has apparently uh, now been replaced by... Mr. F. Scott Frazier. How long has this project been bouncing around? It's been a while. About as long as the Halo one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, Actually, not, maybe not. you're not wrong. Not I mean, quite as long. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. It was optioned. I mean, that was, remember, that was back like, uh, there was like a, a run on, on movie, the movie studios mm-hmm. picking up game IPs. Like yep. there was, the, was going to be the Bioshock movie by, um, who was going to direct that again? You guys remember? No. It was a big name director. There's been so many people in totally and out of all out of these now, projects that it's hard to keep Like, I want to say Del Toro, but that can't be right. No. Yeah, no, I forget no. who. Anyway, uh, it was that a, would be cool. Though. Yeah, there, there were a bunch, a, bunch, <laughs> bunch of. There were a few people in that attached to that project that yeah. all, of course, left. So, Gears as we stand now, uh, it's been so long mm-hmm. that this has been kicking around Hollywood that. That now we have an entire new cast in the Gears of War games. We've got the, the next generation. <laughs> yeah. It's like Star Trek yeah. The Next Generation now. So the question is, is the film, should it finally get made, is it going to be the original cast or the next generation crew? Let's assume that it'll, it'll be the original crew for now. I agree. Yeah. I think so. Who, let's cast this thing. Who should play the four main meatheads? In this in this uh, adaptation, barrel number one, barrel number two. <laughs> barrel number I mean, I'll start. I, I uh, this is not an original thought. Others have said this, and in fact, the actor himself has openly campaigned for the role. I would love to see Dave Bautista in the role of Marcus Phoenix. I think recently, Rod Ferguson. I think it was even today. Uh, tweeted a photo of like Dave's action figure. Yeah. Or it's like wrestling action figure, and uh, he posted a photo of it. It's like, oh, look what came into the office today, or something. It's like, <laughs> Ooh, it's a hint. Just messing with people a little uh, bit. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun if he's actually wanting to be a part of it. He kind of fits the physique, of course. He's proven to be such a such a fun actor in the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Just, just yeah. you know, of both a physical actor, but a, a really good comedic actor. And I feel like he would totally, especially that he wants the role really yeah. badly. Like and we I, saw how that happened with The Witcher, so. Yes. It's really Tur- important, too. Turns out you can just claim whatever role you want. That's how it works. <laughs> I don't think that's quite how Hollywood works. <laughs> well, I'm just going to pretend that John Waters is directing this movie, oh, okay. and um, I'm going to cast a <laughs> wide neck guy. <laughs> I don't know. You may need to... Uh, Close up on this. Yeah, um, that was a that was a mugshot, right? This is his, his mugshot. This is like wide neck guy. Um, he's just got like a really wide neck. Yeah, yeah. And he's Claimed kind of fame. he's kind of made a thing out of it on the internet. And he just like uh, met up with uh, skinny neck. Guy. I saw that viral video. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that's that's who I'm casting. Just, oh boy. Okay. So wait, as Coltrane or? Just all like, of them. All of them. All of them. It's a one, like, it's they've a one all got show. really like, wide neck. It's, it's going to be like, They're a, artistic. like multiplicity where Michael Keaton played all the, all the clones, Ooh, all the parts. Cut. Nicely Right? Done. Right? What's up? I grew up in the 90s. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't expect to hear a multi- multiplicity <laughs> reference. In, in a Gears of War segment? Yeah. We like to keep it eclectic. Uh, <laughs> how we do it here. 
And who knows? You know, Michael Keaton's back, so maybe he'll be in the Gears of War movie. I, I, he, he could be a Hoffman. Actually, you know what? That's really good casting. He should totally play Colonel Hoffman. There you go. Okay. Right? Another, all right. Another piece of the we puzzle. Come on. It's all coming together. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, I'm going to say, so I talked to Miranda a little bit about this. She does not agree with me. I think for Dom, uh, there aren't that many uh barrel-chested, no-neck, beefcake uh, men of Latino descent that's super uh, you know, popular in Hollywood. But I think uh, Michael Pena would be a, a good casting choice for that. Miranda if, vigorously if, nodding her head. If he put on no. about 20 pounds because of muscle, because uh, <laughs> it's an important <laughs> distinction, uh, because not only does he have the dramatic chops that we've seen, but he's got the, uh, the sarcastic uh, comedic delivery that could, you know, help emphasize those, those moments of levity. Do you like Miranda, what do you Eric? think? No. <laughs> he's like perfect for rom-coms and stuff. You don't, you don't think he's <laughs> lit at to spread their wings. Yeah. Don't put him in a box. Hey, Jim Carrey turned out to be an amazing dramatic actor. Guys, yeah. he's not. I think I need to consult my grandma. We need to look at some telenovelas okay. Okay. Yeah. and find someone that's not really super popular here. Because we've seen actually a few telenovela actors come and actresses come to um, bigger Hollywood productions. And I think that's actually worked out really well. Yeah. And so I think there are a lot of Latino talent we could dig into that haven't really been popular in Hollywood yet. Yeah. And fit super well with this. That's the shame, right? Is like they're, yeah. they're out there. But. Here's a chance. Hollywood, a chance. especially for like popcorn flicks, really want bankable names. So it's tough to like get new blood injected into it. Um, well, they got they got the title Gears of War. It's fine. That's true. Uh, all right, Coltrane. Oh, it is you, it is could not be more of an obvious choice. You have to cast Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, Terry That'd loves. So no one disagrees with me on that. Not at all. He'd be fun. He is. He's like the thin and wide neck guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Lucy. I see where how this segment going for you. Listen, just cast everyone just as wide, every, neck guy. <laughs> wide neck guy for all. We've already established it's a one man show. I really, in all seriousness, I think Terry Crews is one of the most underrated comedic actors. Yeah, he's in Hollywood. great. I adore. He's I, is Crews, incredible. Yeah. yeah, he is easily in like my top ten favorite male lead. Like he, like, I laugh. Nine, nine, he's fantastic. Yeah, every time he's on screen, it's it's great. Not only that, but like he's also you know fairly able to. Oh, he's got the physicality for the role. There's well, no, oh, no yeah, absolutely. I mean, he does run on whole grain. Um, he's got the uh, he's got the chops to do both the comedic and the dramatic. So yeah, I think he's really really yeah. uh, well suited. I think out of everyone, that's the most ideal pick. Most gimme. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anybody got any thoughts on on uh, Mr. Baird? Yeah, we talked about it a little before, maybe um, Army Hammer or Josh Dumal yeah. or um, Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom. I feel oh, like Tom Hardy could, could be. be in there somewhere. I feel like he could just be in there anywhere. But he'd yeah. have to wear a mask in the film. Yeah, the bear doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> <What laughs> every about? role, every role, he's got something on his face. I mean, realistically, if we think about the actors who would be drawn to this project, it's not going to be Hammer, Hammer, Hemna. Army, Hammer. Army Hammer. Emma. Yeah. It's not going to be him because he's like, he's, he's up there in the, in the, in the kind of indie, like dramatic, yeah. Yeah. like he's, he's got some, like, he's got some, he's been celebrated yeah. now, which is know? crazy for a guy named Army Hammer. But yeah, yeah, it is. You would Who would have thought? You would think no that, one at his primary school. Yeah. <laughs> um, you would think he liked guns for the next diehard or something. Yeah. I'm, so I'm thinking along the lines of someone like Gerard Butler. Hmm. hmm. Interesting call. You know, he would be the type of guy who would legitimately put up his hand for this. Eric Banner. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You, you know, know, if we're thinking, okay, we just, we just got to think a little less lofty. You know who? Well, yeah, I was going to say Bradley Cooper. Is that too A-list? That is way Wait, too A-list. A-list. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> he goes from a star is born to... Like, yeah. yeah. You know what? what? What is it in Hollywood? It's it's it's, it's well, like one for me, one for them. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. That's, and, that's and this like, could be the one for them. That's yeah, the but that's like one for them, like <laughs> one for like. What if he really put enough, a four? Yeah, that. I know. You put enough zeros on the check. Who's gonna say no? That's the thing. Did Cooper win an uh, Academy Award for Silver Linings? Uh, he was nominated yeah. for sure. Okay. I feel like he if you have an Oscar, you can't be in the Gears of War movie. I just want to put out there that I feel like that's the rule. Oh, I don't know about that. You need you need uh, somebody to you you need that anchor <laughs> yeah, that like the, uh, yeah. like Anthony Hopkins will be in there playing like some colonel or something in the background. <laughs> Hello, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What about uh, what about Scott Eastwood? Like Clint's son? Yeah, Scott Eastwood would be another good pick. I mean, he's just and I you know he's just very generic. He's very he's 
very perfect for age. Yeah. <laughs> no, no offense to Eastwood, but like he went from mu- Taylor Swift music videos to the Sinister, Sinister Six. How do you know this? Uh, you know, I just, I'm a big Eastwood Harry. fan. <laughs> All the Eastwoods, Clint, Scott. So like I could follow, so I'm one Darryl. of the people that can follow along with certain slurry names for a while. And then after a while, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I have Sounds this. Great. The cool. the reason I'm good at trivia is because I never forget the oh, yeah, crap that I should forget, and right, I remember right. like important well, birthdays, or I forget important birthdays. Hey, if uh, if we can if we can digitally de-age Anthony Hopkins in uh, whatever the last Hannibal Lecter movie was, and we can digitally de-age Samuel L. Jackson in, in Captain Marvel, yeah, I say Val Kilmer. Just digitally uh, de-age him. Okay, I mean, now he, wait, he, wait, he, wait. Possi- he also possibly needs the work. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Still hanging out for that kiss. Well, kiss I'm being bang really sequel. mean, but yeah. I'm also being realistic here. That's true. Yeah. Just saying, it. I think he'd be good at it. I think he'd be great. I think he'd be good. I think Val Kilmer's great at just about everything he does. Uh, but yeah, what? Me too. Except Batman. Oh, I liked him as ba- I liked him in Batman. Oh, Wait, yeah, he was Batman. He was Batman. He was Batman. The third one yeah, yeah. forever. Oh, I mean that's. I like that. Movie. That movie never. Yeah, had a chance. I was also a very small child when I watched it. So. Him and Clooney were <laughs> Joel Schumacher, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Him and Clooney were both a little catfished with those. Oh, <laughs> those definitely. Uh, I mean, once it came so to the rubber nipples, you're just like, all right, you know what? Eh, at it's, least it's Clooney. the Seinfeld gif, which is like, Meh. oh yeah, yeah. At least Clooney laughs. I mean, I don't know about Kilmer, but Clooney definitely laughs about it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to. Yeah. Right? You, you, you have no other choice. Yeah. I mean, there was a scene in that movie where Robin goes, "Holy rusted metal, metal Batman," and you're like, "What?" And there's like rusted metal on yeah. the ground. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Like five-year-old Miranda is dying in the audience. <laughs> yeah. I almost walked out of Batman and Robin when it got to the 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 Bat Mastercard oh, joke. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was God. like, this is oh, this is God. beyond yeah. the pale. Yeah. This is not like you know. You this know is who a loves kid- that? It's me. <laughs> when I was a little child. So I I I always loved Batman as a kid, and then when I saw the Tim Burton one in '89, yeah. yes. it, it completely was. It was my favorite movie ever, yeah. as in my young life. He totally nailed incredible. that noir. Yeah, and then Batman it. Returns was great, and then like I, you know, Batman Returns is my favorite. You flush book. it, I flaunt it. Right, Forever yeah. was you know like oh god, okay, I don't know what direction this is going, but then yeah, Batman and Robin was just like. What? I'm offended now. Like, what's <laughs> it's, happening? It's like, it's like, it's like, um, forever. Like the sort of the cart was like, yeah, like yeah. shaking on You're the like, It could go either way. And then like Batman <laughs> and Robin, it's like the cart is on Mars now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like it didn't just veer off the track. It went to a different planet. It's, it's I like, like this podcast. <laughs> I know, fine, right? Whatever. Sorry. It's We're like, going off script. Joel Schumacher takes over for Tim Burton and says, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of put my own take on this comic booky world. Comic, and emphasis on comic. Yeah, and does forever. And then there's a meeting with WB executives after that movie, and they're like, okay, we'll do another one. And all right, we, Kilmer's out. We've got Clooney. Which do, which way do we want to go? And then they just go hard left, hard right, <laughs> just like, woo, off yeah. the cliff. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, killed times. the franchise for 10 years. Uh, but Miranda had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem, so right? <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> but that movie did introduce us to Seal's Kiss from a Rose, which is... Forever did. In, yeah. Forever did. Forever, was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the, sound, the soundtrack's the best part of it. It is yeah. arguably so, one there's of there's the best There's a U2 best song on there. Ever. I would say it's in top three. It's so really... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll agree with you. Yeah. Well, maybe top five. The Offspring yeah. are on there. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a cool 90s soundtrack. I feel like the a only good U2 song. Right? Yes. Oh, uh, Hold <laughs> Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, yeah. Throw Me, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. there's yeah. a lot of movies out there that, have, that aren't great. They have great soundtracks. Like all the Twilight movies... The nineties. <laughs> I feel like nineties was like peak movie soundtrack era, and we've and it's like because nobody buys albums anymore, so s- movie soundtracks are not a thing that movie studios think about and yeah. curate anymore. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to keeping it real for the second <laughs> week in a row. Yeah, we've managed to. Oh, did oh, you guys? Did you guys about? go off the rails last week? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a. It's been turned into a movie show for a little while. Right. Good times. Yeah. Anyway, so we have we have Batista. We have. Maybe Coffee Michael with my grandma for right. Maybe we have, we have uh, we're gonna, we're gonna we have, a, we have an up and comer. We're yeah. gonna pencil in Michael Pena for now, tentatively to be determined. Uh, I like him a lot, but no. Anyway, who, who, who did we do for Baird? We had a few uh, names. We were pretty indecisive on that one. Oh, um, Genera dude. Uh, Genera dude. Well, yeah. you guys went Army Hammer. Uh, <laughs> oh, what about Keith Urban? Keith Urban. What? Why? Music? Because 
Somebody Wait, does. am I thinking of the right? Carl Urban. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I was like, he's a country musician. That's what I, I'm so, I'm so proud of myself. I remembered that. Yay. I was like, he's what, like, wait, what's wrong with you? My one pop culture blind spot, country music. Uh, I know a little bit of that. Carl yeah, Carl, Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah, but again, he's oh, like no. Eric Bana. Like, yeah, they're all kind of interchangeable. They're all kind of interchangeable. I just think I'm thinking like blonde men with chiseled jaws. And right. I keep going back to him in uh, Two Towers rather than as Dread. You know, and he he pulled off the blonde wig. I will say that. Mm. I mean, it went down to it went down to his belly button. Yeah. But he pulled. Carl it off. Urban, no stranger to video game adaptations. Star right. of Doom. Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw that recently. Yeah. Nice. Also starring The Rock. <laughs> also starring The Rock, who could movie. quite probably fill any of these four roles as well. <laughs> yeah, it's And true. Coltrane, it's, uh, uh, Terry Crews, Lockman. and stunt double for everyone. Yeah. Wide neck guy. Wide neck okay. guy. We did it, you guys. Oh, we you did know, it. You know, I don't know why we didn't just consider this. Is like you can cast this entire movie with the roster of the WWE. So just grab four, grab four wrestlers. Easily. You could. Mm. Yeah. And maybe we will. Probably. Daniel Bryan is Baird. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> John Cena is. All right. Uh, we are just wasting everyone's lives away. We're only 43 minutes in. And we John Cena did that uh, movie about the bull, didn't he? That animated movie? Oh, yeah. Fernando? Just, uh, yeah, just throwing that out there. Yeah, John Cena also was in Blockers, which was one of the best comedies of this year. Pretty funny. It, it, it really was. It, it. Pretty good. it really was. Maybe, maybe don't don't that. watch it with your parents. And if you're a parent, don't watch it with your kids. Yep. But um, <laughs> definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. The last uh, news story I want to cover this week. Uh, also pertains to the world of television and film and, and video games. It's Halo. So Showtime's Halo series, two steps forward, one step back for this thing. I just love how all the uh, the <laughs> entertainment products we're talking about are like, oh, delayed. Well, the Halo television series has lost its director, not its showrunner, so it's not not a sky is falling situation here. I had a, lo- I had a few... Um, there was one guy in my Twitter feed in particular who was just like really mad because I all I tweeted was "welp" and then quote tweeted our, yeah. the IGN story about losing the director and it's like I didn't even put an opinion on that oh, man you just you just drew all that out yourself yeah working working through some stuff <laughs> but uh, yeah Rupert Wyatt who was on board uh, as as a director and also an executive producer for the series says the split is amicable uh, there's been an extension of the show's production schedule. Hey, they've you know they want to get a lot done, uh, and and you know they're taking their time with this, and that's great. But he he has to step away due to uh, scheduling conflict mm-hmm. now. So still though, it just for a, for a something that's been stuck in in the development hell and limbo that this is in. It just it doesn't. Again, I'm not saying it's it's terrible, but it just doesn't. It's just another thing that doesn't reflect well on, on the Halo TV show, as it as it tries for the 37th time to get <laughs> off the ground and shot and onto your television screen. Yeah, I mean, I don't have high hopes for that series, and the more complicated it gets, <laughs> the yeah, my hopes. Well, it can't get any more complicated than this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a it's almost 10 years in the making now. It's not that far. It, but uh, I'm it sorry. was a honest to goodness Halo five, entertainment maybe. product. Because it was, uh, I want to say that it was the Spielberg thing on the video on at E3 of twenty might have been fourteen. Yeah, because I don't think that was part oh, of the when Bonnie Ross came out. Yeah, but then they had the they had a message from Spielberg. Remember? Right. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, yeah. They played it. Oh, it was direct okay. game. Yeah. yeah. So for for any of these sort of video game movie series or just movies, whatever it may be. I always keep myself at zero expectations. Mm. Oh, so you can only go up. Right. It's healthy. Maybe. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I just dig in a hole for negative expectations. Well, I mean, like the precedent sent by everything else we've had so far has just had such a tough time adapting these things because they're meant to be video games and not movies, not short stories. It's just hard to cram all that in there. So I always just try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Clean slate. Mm -hmm. Good luck. (laughs) Update us when you can. Yeah. Yeah. Wyatt says, uh, my time on Halo has been a creatively rich and rewarding experience with a phenomenal team of people. I now join the legion of fans out there excited to see the finished series uh, and wishing everyone involved the best. Uh, The president of programming at Showtime, Gary Levine, says, 
Showtime's adaptation of Halo is evolving beautifully with rich characters, compelling stories, and powerful scripts. Obviously, the production demands of this series are enormous, and we have had to add time to the schedule in order to do it right. Sadly, this delay has created a conflict for Rupert, whom we warmly thank for all he has brought to the project. That's good. I, I like everything that that says. Uh, it's sad that the director had to leave, but he had to leave because they need more time to make the product better, and that is never a bad thing. Yeah. 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 It's so uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if this thing, if we'll see it in 2019 at all, or if it mm. will finally make it to the air in 2020. Uh, I think, was it, were we talking about this on air or off? Or about, uh, Oh. If they debut it in 2020, like kind of as a push into Halo uh, Infinite and Scarlet, was, and yeah, that was at our desks. Yeah, so makes there. could make sense. I think on a, it could got a camera. Accidentally makes sense for Microsoft. I feel like it would be yeah. a more of a coincidental thing as opposed to a planned thing. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But especially because then it would kind of like smack of promotion rather than true. a standalone series, right? With mm-hmm. with creative integrity, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and they have partners, so they're not. Yeah. It's not just like oh, we can do whatever we want. Like this stuff has to go by Showtime too, right? You know? They've they've got uh, programming blocks to fill, and mm-hmm. and it's maybe going to be there. I mean, they said it was they want it to be their Game of Thrones, so. <laughs> Okay. You know, that just that means <laughs> good so just, luck. Just, <laughs> that's like saying I want to make this video I shot viral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucy, make some viral content. Yeah. We need uh, we need a million we need a million views. A million right. viral. Let's do it. A yeah. million viral. Does anyone have a cat? <laughs> yes, I have two. Uh, can you bring them in? Lucy's no. gonna make some viral content. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm squarely in the cautiously optimistic. Uh, just after we saw Ford unto dawn and all that, like people know how to shoot the Halo universe and. With a camera, not with Do a they, camera. though? Um, Zero expectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just keep it there. Cautious optimism is, I think, the way to be, is the responsible approach outside of no expectation. Yeah. Like, Just, Mar- I, I, it's like, I read it with the, with the blank face. I'm like, oh, interesting news. And then I move on. <laughs> yes, there is a Halo story today. Mm, okay. This is kind of how I try to approach these narratives. I, I imagine you're just drinking tea and like eating bland toast. And you're like, yes, Halo. How mm. did you know? <laughs> 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 so there's that. We'll uh, we'll keep. We'll obviously be tracking everything that happens with the Halo TV series, as it does finally continue to uh, make its way closer to your to your screen. Finally, uh, games with gold for December. UBE two all month long on Xbox One. I've never even heard of that game, yeah, but I've all right, idea what that is. Never Alone from the 16th to January 15th. Oh, this is interesting. The aforementioned Dragon Age 2. Mm, I wonder why that's free. December 1st to the 15th. That's now. And uh, Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. Just Cause before Just Cause was Just Pretty Cause. Pretty much. That is from the 16th to the 31st. So uh, I played the crap out of that game, too. Yeah. Mer- Mercenaries was good times. Yeah, it was. It's just a uh, explosion-filled romp through North Korea. Yes. So check those out all free if you are an Xbox Live Gold subscriber. Loot box time. Uh, I chose this one myself, actually, just given the time of year. Yeah, so we can take a trip down memory lane, maybe further derail the show even Uh more today. Why not? Yeah, we're at 49 minutes, 50 minutes. We got time. We got a few minutes. Did any of you ever get a, a game console for Christmas or Hanukkah, the holidays, whatever you may happen to celebrate, and just... Take take us back to that moment because that's as a child that can be a really special time. Yes, I feel like everyone on this panel at least has. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it, it was the, for me. It was yeah. the Sega Mega Drive. Yes, my Ooh, parents. Nice. My parents. Um, my parents always did this big thing where they would give me like a like a little bit of the puzzle and then pretend that it was just a mistake. Oh, that's so awesome! So so they gave me. Um, I think it was like the Aladdin. You know, Mega yeah, Drive yeah, game. yeah. Uh, and, and they were like, oh, we screwed up. We're so sorry. We meant to get you like a VHS tape or like a, like a Game Boy game or something yeah. like that. And, um, so I was like, it's okay. It's, you know, I like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I like, like just Aww. cautious optimism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I think they're kidding, but I'm not too sure. So I'm just switching. gonna like, yeah, play along. Yeah. I played along for a while. And then an hour later, my mom said, go and check under the tree. And, um, I unwrapped it and it was a, it was a Sega Mega Drive. It was, <laughs> a, it was it, a VCR. It was a VCR. No! <laughs> Imagine how cruel that would have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it was the first and only time, no, not the f- only time, but the first time I remember ever crying from happiness. So I like oh, bolted wow. into my bedroom and just started crying on my bed because I was so overwhelmed. Were you like hiding it? it? Like hiding your tears? Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I, but I was like, I was like 
smiling and like, but I was like, like hysterical. I was yeah. hysterical. Let's, I was just, hysterical. Let's, just, let's just be honest. <laughs> you just with a full face of pillow, just, <laughs> yeah. just happy weeps. Yeah, if you know, I was born in the YouTube era, it would probably be in be online. Yeah, be online. it'd be viral. It would be viral. Yeah, and your mom would be like laughing behind camera. Yes. <laughs> We got her. You realize America's funniest home videos just turned it. That was just it just foretold YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah. True. gross. It's true. <laughs> About you, Bob Saget was he knew the whole time. You want to see some kid hit uh, his dad in the, in the crotch with a <laughs> wiffle ball bat? And go on YouTube now. You don't have to turn on the TV. Uh, for me, I actually didn't. I, I never got a console until like I was twenty something. I got the GameCube mm-hmm. for Christmas, but but I do. I, I in my actual youth uh i was so in love with the the teenage mutant ninja turtles arcade game you know the classic yes. four player one mm-hmm. uh it, it was the game it was you know i was i was the exact right age for when ninja turtles blew up the first time and uh you know that arcade game was just so it's like oh my god you could play all four of you in the arcade we, we got to go to golf land and go play it and uh and then they did the the nes port yeah uh, Konami brought it to the to the console, and I just wanted it so much. I wanted that game so much, and I got it for Christmas, whatever that year it came out. And it was just like, I wouldn't quite say I was hysterical. Yeah, did you it, weep? <laughs> but it was like it, when you tell when you you just ask me, uh, you know, stream of consciousness, just like off the cuff, like, oh, what's one of your most memorable gifts ever? Like that's comes that right to mind. It was just yeah. that game. It was just like peak childhood in. In in a encapsulated in a in a Christmas tree, you know, Christmas present moment, just unwrapping it. It was like ah, Ninja Turtles, yeah, so good. So that was, uh, yeah. I I, n- I don't think any. I wish I could be that happy about anything. Now. Yeah, me too. You know, it's like yeah. well, it's not a bad thing. We're all no, we're all just yeah. spoiled it's by good. our stuff and our conveniences. And- well, when you once you hit adult and you actually have an income, it's like if I want something, I'm just gonna buy it for myself. Like save you know? up. In the yeah, game. you know, you're yeah. you're, you're, you're a grown human being, and you yeah. can you you, you put aside some it. disposable yeah. <laughs> income, and then but you also know how terrible the world is. So yeah, it's but, like you know, will yeah. you ever reach those levels of joy again? Probably not. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I need stuff to fill the hole. <laughs> fill the void. Uh, uh, yeah. Either one of you guys? Do you want to go or do you? Sure. Mine's actually really short. Um, so my parents were all both very into playing video games growing up when That's I was so growing cool. up. So nice. That's very cool. they just got the Simpsons for themselves. <laughs> so I didn't really have to wait for Christmas. It's like, oh, yes, we got the new Xbox 360 because my dad wanted to play it. That's so crazy. I just kind of got to play it and he got his own games and I got to play um, but I did get a few Nintendo handhelds for Christmas and I always remember when we would get those because you could, those boxes for those games are like very like distinctive. Like you, you just know what you're getting square. Yeah. And so, um, we have this thing where every Christmas on Christmas Eve, you to open one present and usually they'll put out a few gifts. And then sometimes one of my siblings will pull out their gifts and sometimes it'll be a game maybe. And we're always just like, don't, don't open that one. You can't open that one. So you get to choose one gift. Yeah. yeah. And so that's so how you know. Naturally, like, you go right, for the biggest, heaviest I got, one. I got right. a handheld. I'm excited. So that was always my big thing that I really enjoyed. Um, but I think last Christmas, technically, one of my favorite things was actually getting my parents their own consoles. So uh. my dad, we had gotten him a Switch for his birthday. And then my mom was really jealous because she wanted to play Mario, but she didn't want to play on his Switch. So we, we all like pulled in together and bought my mom a Switch. Got, That's amazing. That's the like, circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I actually just, I, that was one of my favorite things because they had always shared so many games t- with me. Yeah. That's and awesome. And able to share it with them in a different way. It was really cool. Yeah. I, uh, hopefully my daughter never sees this. Uh, Santa <laughs> is uh, maybe bringing uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Oh, nice. And. Yay. So she's played some Pokemon Quest, mm-hmm. which is you can just do touch screen mm-hmm. on it. So she's, yeah. um, but you know, read Miranda, watched Miranda's review. Thanks. And I, so I sprung for the, uh, the hundred dollar edition with the Pokeball because I feel oh, like she would love fun. that. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how that's going to go over. Uh, like, cause for, I, like, I, this maybe I'm getting too sappy, but like for me, I wonder if this will be f- with video games for her, what, the original Super Mario Brothers was for me, like sort of the, the entry point mm-hmm. into it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope so. I'm so excited. <laughs> Super cool. Brandon, any, any uh, yeah. shining um, gaming holiday memory? Um, I got most, my, my mother bought me most of the consoles that I had growing up. She got me an original NES when it came out. I mean, 
I grew up with a single mom, so like I got the stuff like a year or two late, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I got the original NES, which I still have, and I got uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, the, the package that it came with, and then she bought me Marble Madness as well, which was mm-hmm. a great time. That was um, I remember that that was a great game on the NES. It was it was really really good. I remember like sneaking into her room because she put it in her room. Yeah. So was. I couldn't I couldn't play it all night. Uh, so I remember like six in the morning, maybe five thirty. I would open her door and then army crawl on the floor <laughs> so she couldn't see me from her bed. And uh, it was at the foot of her bed and I would turn it on and then like click the TV on. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then just play Marble Madness for like two hours until she woke up and yelled at me. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, but she got me I mean she she really she started this whole thing for yeah. me. So like she she says to this day, she says, I bought you an NES because I heard that it helps with hand eye coordination. Aww. Um and she d- I never would have guessed that it would have kicked started a career. But she bought me a Genesis. Um she bought me a Super Nintendo eventually. The last console she ever bought me was the uh green translucent N sixty four, the yeah. Donkey Kong yeah. world yeah. Donkey Kong Country version with the little extra memory pack that goes in there and i remember having a genuine freak out moment when i saw that just That's green cool. plastic like yeah. ultimately we were all really lucky oh yeah yes. very yeah. like just Super yeah good. hearing all those stories i'm like wow we yeah we yeah. had pretty fortunate times yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah well good stuff if uh, you have a question for the loot box segment send it to unlocked at ign.com and now real quick trivia actually you know what i'm gonna just skip the question for this week because uh we already i'm just gonna go but i know it i'm gonna go straight to the trophy presentation real quick here we go brandon tyrell Yay! brandon tyrell the winner thank you of uh I'll, Congratulations. I'll face it so, towards it the uh the camera even though we did see that it last is week. so cool looking again adam gumbert if you want to tweet him how awesome this is, I'll bet it would make his day if, if everybody yeah. tweeted him. Uh, he's at Adam Gumby, A-D-A-M-G-U-M-B-Y. Uh, he did a great job on this. He worked months. I mean, just over the whole course of the year, he and I would uh, correspond, and he would give me progress updates on this. So uh, now, as for the name, so, you know, we tossed out Connecty last week, but then a few people thought, well, it was Project Natal. What about Natalie? Nat. Nat- I love it, it. it might have to be the Natalie. I, I really like it. the Natalie. So I think we're going to go with that. Yeah. But uh, make sure to, to wave this in Destin's face. Yeah, I will. He, it makes him insane that he didn't win this year. Yeah, I'm going to walk out with it under my arm. Yeah. First of all, it's it's super cool. I mean, the the wood. That's right. That'll glue back on. That came, <laughs> it can't, it shipped. Yeah, it's just a just a glue issue. The wood there. covering on it is really awesome. Yeah. And I actually really like the use of natural elements. It's like a craft show. Yeah, it's I love great. the use great. of natural elements. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and the box is cool, too. It's got all this French writing on it. It looks like old newspaper advertisements from from paris yes but, uh thank you very much this is such a cool trophy and i will absolutely make sure destin regrets every day for the rest of his life yeah and that he so didn't what? Win this. <laughs> yeah you uh Jeez. you you beat the ghost of of alana by four points hey Aww. um miranda i i'm i know i'm gonna see a, a more competitive showing from you next year i have every faith i'm so bad at trivia guys <laughs> i am so bad uh and I'll try then, my best uh, Yes, and and Destin will have a fresh start as yeah. well, which will which will probably make him happy. How many happy. points so, did Destin have? Uh, only a few because he was rejoined the show yeah. like okay. mid year. Right. So, so this year was a little weird because we had a bunch of cast yeah. changes. Like we joined right. the show in March or April, Something and then like yeah, that. Lana left, and, and Lana left, so and then Destin joins. It's all uh, it's all up, but we're Michael. all rock steady now. Uh, hey, good. Find it back. Call back. Uh, but guess what? I do need more trivia questions. We'll get. We might do them for fun next the you know, next couple weeks while we're still. Uh, we got it's a couple training. more shows. But yeah, I do need a good stockpile of good trivia questions that, to dip into for next year when we start fresh and start the competition again. So if you have an Xbox trivia question, please send it in. Uh, I need four multiple choice answers with your question and note the correct one in your email. And it's that same email address unlocked at ign.com. We got to go. We are uh, running along here today. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. We've got the new uh, IGN first for December. Brandon, you and I putting together the uh, hot games, games to, watch to watch in 2019. Yeah. Yes, we renamed it last year. We did. Just sort of um, basically a bunch of single day exclusives on cool games. Think about if you used to read gaming magazines and it'd be like 44 hot games of 20 of whatever year it is <laughs> i had no idea this game was even existing and then you see just it just be this 
endless wave of cool yeah. games to look at in the magazine. Well, that's the idea we're trying to recreate here, and uh, we're cool, kicking yeah. it off uh, today or yesterday with Trials Rising. Yep. The developers made a video for us showing off uh, a first look at one of the extreme extremely, difficulty yeah, tracks. Extremely hard tracks. So, <laughs> which, like in a Trials game, hard is like extremely yeah. hard. So right. I, I have no idea how. Move forward an inch. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so just stay, uh, just keep checking back the IGN homepage. Hopefully you do that anyway, every day, every weekday for most of the weekdays this month, including, by the way, uh, after the hol- like after Christmas. There's stuff literally all the way through. It's a good month. Yeah. For, through, till the 31st. I have yeah. stuff booked almost every day. So check back on that. Lucy, mm-hmm. where can we, uh, where can the audience hang out with you, see what you're up to. In America. In America. You can um, follow me on Twitter at Luce O'Brien, L-U-C-E-O-B-R-I-E-N. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Instagramming my uh, early days in the U.S. and Initial impressions. My initial impressions, which thus Review far in progress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> include a Dickens fair and like the cereal aisle, which just blows my mind. My my girlfriend said that she ran into you guys at Home Depot, and I'm so curious to know what you think of Home Depot. I was blown away. <laughs> I was blown away. Home Never, Depot is like another. Planet. It's another planet yep. where you can do anything. Yep. I could build one of the. Actually, probably not. This guy's way more talented than I am, but <laughs> all the materials are there. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Miranda. Hello. You can find Hi. me at Havoc Rosens, Havoc with a K. Um, still working on that Red Dead wiki. It never ends, including with Red Dead Online. That's a fun one. <laughs> so some of your questions. You can tweet us at me directly or at iGenWikis, which is just at iGenWikis. Fantastic. Easy. Awesome. Brandon, take us home. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell, B-R-A-N-D-I-N-T-Y-R-R-E-L, where I'll, where I will post a picture of this beautiful trophy uh, shortly. Outside of that, um, I reviewed Assassin's Creed's first bat. Uh, okay, Assassin's Creed. Oh, here we go. Assassin's Creed <laughs> Odyssey: colon, Legacy of the First Blade dash Episode One: Hunted. Oh my god! That is the most Ubisoft title ever. So well that's done. You, de- you deserve that trophy just for that. Thank that you. is a company. I mean, they've Thank been doing you. this for years. Yeah. Like the Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell <laughs> Chaos Theory. There's, I mean, it's, there's been some good ones over the like, years. Not since it was like Peter Jackson's King Kong, the, the official movie. game of yeah. the movie. Uh, did I think we were going to see another <laughs> title like this? But um, hey, the first part, uh, the first third of the first DLC package called Legacy of the First Blade is out today. Uh, I reviewed it. That review went up yesterday. You can go check that out. I thought it was good. Um, and if you're still wondering about Fallout 76, I reviewed that too. You can go read that as well. Oh. And just in general, the Dan Stapleton had to hammer out quickly yes. because they, they didn't send it to us till super late. Just Cause 4 review is now up on IGN and or IGN's YouTube as well. So do take a look at that you can go check that out we're done uh we still got a couple more shows hang with us we are not going on holiday break just yet <laughs> next week we'll recap of course all the game awards announcements particularly as the stuff pertains to xbox we expect to hear about winter of arcade i will be a gun next week on a super secret project in another country right okay so lucy might be back hey, maybe i'll fill you in <laughs> all right uh we got we'll inevitably have a lot to talk about next week so we'll see you then Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.